This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Ryan Furstenberg, who is a 15-year veteran of the Asheville music scene. Former member of rock trio Uncle Mountain, he currently performs solo with his band, The Moon and You, with rock band Midnight Pony and electronic outfit Red Bread. A singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, sound engineer, and producer, he has contributed in some ways to a surprisingly large number of fine recording projects made here in Asheville. Ryan is from a small country town of Aden in eastern North Carolina. He enjoys animation, illustration, and causing all sorts of delightful mayhem. Ryan has a small but mighty home recording studio where he is currently working on projects of varying sizes with several local artists. He also has individual guitar, electric bass, banjo, and drum students and teaches rock bands to middle schoolers at French Broad River Academy. He lives in West Asheville with his wife and two dogs. I brought Ryan on today to talk about his life as a creative, but Ryan, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to be here. It is such an honor. I felt really bad. I saw you a couple of weeks ago at the first Friday thing they do in Mars Hill. And I didn't get to see you oh, and I yeah. wanted to come and give you a big hug, but oh. <laughs> so nice to hear your sound. It was good to see you then too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> exciting to bring people onto my show. I really dive a lot into sort of business, but then also the creative side. And so where I love to start is I love to kind of get into the mind of you as a creative. And that usually starts with your early days. So I'm curious before we kind of get into how you got into what you're doing, what was young Ryan like? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was that different than I am now. I was just maybe a little shyer. Love that. <laughs> had not been had not been a performer, so uh, just as kind of weird and out there, but uh, maybe a little more bottled up. <laughs> I get that. Well, what were some of your early experiences with arts and music? What was your first instrument? Just tell me about it. Well, my mom's an art teacher, so I've always had like kind of a bend in that direction, and she's always encouraged that. Um, but my first instruments were the harmonica and the clarinet in middle oh. school. Yeah, I got very obsessive about both of those instruments. Obsessive um, about harmonica. There's a lot I feel like to do because there's so many different technically different instruments, right? For the different, um, what is it? The the different ranges, correct? <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there's a lot you can do with such a limited device, uh, and it's very portable. Uh, and yeah, that's what I had. <laughs> so I, I obsessed about it. <laughs> you know, weirdly, one of my earliest creative memories is learning the recorder. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's sort of the same, I think, as harmonica. And then weirdly, when I went to college, I was doing some creative classes for, you know, patients of mental health and, you know, young oh, children wow. with disabilities. And I pulled out this recorder and I got to learn so much more. And I just love that you brought up the concept of some of these instruments get a little bit pushed to the side as simplistic or, you know, but they just bring a lot of light to the table, don't they? They really do. They bring a lot of noise to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... I was just hanging out with my uh, uh, niece up in New York a couple of weeks ago, and she had just got her first recorder. Oh. And so we were doing a little bit of very funny jamming. <laughs> that is so fun. And, you know, I think 
what you mentioned too, the fact that you're pretty much the same as you were when you were younger really speaks to the fact that the creative lifestyle is about interjecting fun and creativity into everything we do. And, and that's really what I love to highlight. So tell me kind of what it was as you got a little older, how did you kind of get into the idea of doing this as a career? I think that as soon as I started playing guitar around high school, it's just the only thing that I really wanted to do. And mm. it's kind of that, that feeling has lasted me for about 20 years. <laughs> not sure it's going to so, go anywhere, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Life it's takes true. you in many different ways. But uh, yeah. yeah, as soon as I started playing guitar, I just kind of, you know, my grades got worse and <laughs> I just was obsessive about that. And I, pretty much uh, I met all the the guys that I played uh, in Uncle Mountain with in high school. And so we oh. almost, we started playing probably about our junior year of high school. And yeah, that just kind of kept the obsession going. Wow. And how long did you guys in Uncle Mountain play? I mean, that was definitely when I moved here about 13 years ago. It was one of the bands that was raging popular at that point. <laughs> we, we played for about a decade. Wow. Um, so not even that, not really that long. <laughs> I mean, I'd say a decade isn't anything to be shabby about either, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a decade is a, a, a portion of someone's life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes. just in context, though, I feel like I've been playing music with Melissa for about 10, 10 years as well. So Yeah, that's true. So how, how did that relationship come about musically? I'm so curious. Well, we were uh, we started dating each other, and uh, we, Melissa was touring with... Uh, Chelsea from Tencent Poetry mm -hmm. and I was touring with Uncle Mountain and both of those bands kind of broke up at the same time. And so in order to avoid like real jobs <laughs> and yeah. like all that, we just started playing music together um, all the time. I love that. And so did you guys both really early on start creating your own music too? Did you just kind of get into playing other people's songs at first? Like what, what's creating with someone you're freshly starting to date with? Like, <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> um, I think with you create with anybody, it's always going to be different. So just kind of establishing the parameters of that creative relationship, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. Yes, it was, you do. It, Absolutely. <laughs> it's what I it's will really say, nice. Ryan, is these questions are not the typical questions that are on interviews. And so I fully understand that there that people are like, wait, I get a chance to sink into talking about the musical development of this relationship and not just promoting the show. Like <laughs> right. it's a it's a new flair. But what the point for me here is to oh. really unpack the concept of being a creative professional, which means you have to get messy. It means you have to build relationships and you are exhibiting doing that personally and professionally. And I think that's really, really powerful and it's something to be proud of as an entrepreneur, right? It's what I got to say there. <laughs> I appreciate all that. I appreciate all that. I really enjoy that aspect of creativity, uh, just the relationships that you build with people. And I feel like almost all of my current creativity is, uh, built with old relationships um, mm. that I've maintained over the years. Mm, I love that, that, you know, in our modern day and age of always moving and everything sort of being so quick and impermanent, I feel like that's almost a little bit of a lost art, you know, the old friends, the letters, I've been getting a lot of letters recently in the mail and it just- Oh, that's so nice. So good. I'm like, yes, people's handwriting and their vision. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's that dive is... a little more into your songwriting abilities. And, you know, what was that like when you started with Uncle Mountain? Were you writing a lot of the songs? What? Just tell me. Writing songs is a terrifying thing for someone who doesn't understand it. <laughs> well, I mean, the bottom line of understanding it is you just have words and you sing them to music. So it can be Ooh, freeing. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm just saying like, it can be... Uh, especially Melissa has a lot of songwriting students and uh, I do a little bit of that too. And it can be freeing just to realize that it is just that, you know, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have to be uh, a big thing. It can just be writing the first thing that comes into your mind and singing it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I starting, I guess I started writing songs with uncle mountain uh, and we were all writing together and it's just always been a part of my music career, uh, just writing um, either for a rock band or folk band or a bluegrass band or just kind of uh, inhabiting those different spaces. And are you someone who also writes a lot of lyrics yourself or do you focus a little more on the instrumental sound? What what sort of pours out of you naturally? I'm curious. I would say the music pours out naturally, but uh, I do like to write lyrics and uh, yeah, mostly I write my own. Me and Melissa do a little bit of collaborating, um, which is really fun and also very freeing to just work with someone else's lyrics or melody and kind of add to it. Um, But mostly I I write my own lyrics. I love that. So I'm curious for you, you put this band name together, you work on these songs, you get up on stage and you're performing for people because you want to bring something to the table. What is it that Ryan likes to bring to the table with Moon and You and and the music that you perform with? (laughs) That's a really interesting question. I don't know. At this point, sometimes why one does that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I noticed too about you guys' music is it often has this really nice dichotomy and juxtaposition between maybe being something really deep and powerful in in its topic and idea, but the music always has this very sort of comforting, enveloping feeling. So even if you're dealing with harder topics or sadder moments, it just still feels very warm and comforting. So I just, I feel like that that balance is so powerful. And I just, I didn't know what part of that was yours. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that's a little bit of each of us in different ways. Uh, I certainly enjoy to comfort people sonically. Um, I like to make nice sounds. Uh, I think when we perform, there's so many different reasons to do it. And some of them are really practical. Like, you know, we perform to make money. Um, we perform right. to connect with people. And that was something I noticed over the pandemic. I played a, a fair amount of outdoor gigs. I had missed just the connection that I get with strangers at a gig, uh, even if it's just like a brewery gig or something, uh, just talking to someone that I've never talked with and getting to know them a little bit and that you know, little window of time. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Agree. We like being fun and being funny. Uh, we like to uh, create small musical universes. There's just so many reasons to perform. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think for so many people, there is this fear of the idea of creativity. But what I heard you just say is, hey, sometimes it's a job. Sometimes I get to be really creative and really spiritual almost by creating soundscapes. And sometimes I get to connect with other people because of this. And that is so powerful to be able to say my career is also the thing that brings me joy and happiness. And you want to pass that forward. I just find that so amazing. And I just have really felt like what I have seen of you guys as long as I've 
been in town has been that exactly. So I just felt like it was important oh. to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, appreciate that. And I, I never like take it for granted uh, that that's what I do for a living and having all those things so mixed up can be uh, hard to get used to. But at this point, I just always have fun at my gigs. You know? mm. And that is, I think, just such an important lesson. Like you said, during the pandemic, so many things shifted and changed and it really put into perspective how important it is to appreciate what we do have that moment you get to hug a stranger because you're not necessarily worried about a deadly disease. Like there is some real beauty in this process. I am really curious to kind of step into the conversation, either recording or teaching. How has that, those parts of your career really come to play and what do they really bring to you? Well, uh, I guess I can start with the recording. That's just something I've always uh, done. Um, ever since high school with Uncle Mountain, we, we were always uh, recording. And uh, I was never much of an engineer, um, but I have always just kind of been around it. And so over probably the past decade, I've really gotten into it and done a lot of the recording for me and Melissa's albums and dabbled with recording other people. And now all of a sudden, it feels like I'm working on a fair amount of projects with other people, mostly friends. But uh, so that has been cool to just have that develop uh, just as like a skill that I kind of slowly have built up, uh, come to fruition, I guess. And a little bit of um, that kind of need too, right? Like, oh yeah, Ryan's got some stuff in his basement. Oh wait, now it's a studio. Oh wait, now, you know, and that's powerful. Yeah. A lot of our careers sort of stumble into things we didn't necessarily think we'd do. I never thought I'd be doing economic development. Like, come on. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really nice uh, change and it's really fun to get the opportunity to help other people realize their creative goals and, uh, you know, add to that as much as they feel like they want to. Um, I don't know. I, I really have enjoyed that aspect. Yeah, I feel just, like recording is such an overwhelming process. Having done it just once or twice myself, like mm -hmm. walking into a studio is so overwhelming. And so having someone again that you know, or having a friend or having someone who has a lot of lived experience in that world just makes it so much more comforting. So I'm curious, what is it that you really like to do? Are you enjoying kind of adding some of your own musical scapes to records? Are you enjoying sort of helping people, again, step up to that mic and feel confident? Like, where do you feel like you really provide a skill set in the recording area? I feel like it's a mixture of each with each person and it changes with each person. Okay. Uh, some people kind of come to it with, you know, a more exact idea of what they want. Um, and sometimes people want to bounce ideas. Sometimes people like uh, I do a little bit of dabbling with electronic music. So I end up, have ended up working with a lot of singer songwriters and yeah. some of them want to use those kind of sounds with their uh, music. Um, just all depends, but depends. But no matter what, it's always fun and rewarding and just a really nice hang, you know, that you come out of with uh, music that you've worked on together. Yeah, a real piece of art that's, you know, stamped in time. I mean, I just consistently, again, hear you really bringing this collaborative process to the table in whatever you do. So I'm curious to pivot that over now into teaching. What is your teaching style like? What do you really bring to the students you work with? 
So teaching is something that's pretty new to me. I've, I've watched Melissa do it for many years, uh, but never felt confident enough to do it. And during the pandemic, we uh, were walking our dog down the street and uh, uh, this guy came up and just approached us and he had seen some of our uh, the live streams that we did during the pandemic. And uh, it ended up that he was uh, a teacher at a private school uh, called French Broad River Academy, and he needed some music teachers. Um, and so just kind of out of the blue, we ended up becoming like, you know, school of rock teachers at this <laughs> private middle school. And that was super fun. And that was kind of my introduction into teaching, honestly, was just jumping into that. And uh, which is what I, I love to just jump in and learn as I go. Um, anyway, so it was kind of a nice learning method for me. Um, and then after I felt confident with that, I just put it out on Facebook. Uh, you know, I, I play several instruments and, you know, felt like I could offer some people advice if they were looking for it. And uh, just got uh, a lot of different students on a lot of different instruments. Um, and I would say my teacher's style is mostly uh, just to see what they're doing and trying to do and offer technical advice as to how to get better at what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a, a very integrative approach to, right? Like letting them kind of be where they are and then allowing them to move through. A lot of times, you know, someone comes in and says, you have to do it exactly this way. And quite frankly, every time I went into any lesson of any kind that sort of forced me into that box, I got a little you know, like, don't tell me what to do, even though I get it. And that's going to be helpful. And I wanted a little more creativity with it. So I think that's really valuable. And I also have to point out, Ryan, I know you said that, yes, this all sort of happenstance, but from a business perspective, putting your shows out online and doing those things was not only a marketing tool for you, it was also, I'm sure, a financial generating revenue option. But clearly, that marketing tool worked in some ways, right? It let people realize what skill sets you have, and what they needed and they could come to you when they need and quite frankly for most businesses entrepreneurs artists in any world that's what it is is saying hey i can be really good at this <laughs> so i just wanted to point that out that you were just doing what you're really good at and people recognize that and that is actually what people call marketing i know that's crazy but <laughs> I, no, I i appreciate you putting these nice terms to like our scattershot promotion <laughs> techniques. No, again, <laughs> this is the whole point of coming on my show is showing people that creativity actually is in line with what businesses do. And if we can find sort of that flow and then break it down and be creative, we really have the best of both worlds. So I just want to acknowledge that I really see you guys have constantly always put yourselves out there, been at events, been in networking groups, just really made sure that the community knew you were available. <laughs> it's, uh, it was fun when I learned out that, uh, networking is just hanging out with people, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say. Marketing can just be putting a fun video or having a live concert and letting people donate, right? That that's, it is that simple. Just like you said, right at the beginning. So Right as we're wrapping up, I want you to just let us know what's coming up um, maybe at the end of this month. I, I feel like you said you had a show, right? We do. Uh, sorry, I am just getting my computer back on because it uh, screensaver went off. And okay. we are playing at the Gray Eagle um, May 27th. And uh, this will be our first show, I think, with Melissa on bass kind of doing, <sighs> you know, rock trio format, which will be really fun. 
That was um, so cool. And then we're playing a couple other shows. Uh, June 4th, we're playing with the band Foot, kind of as a combined band at Sierra Nevada. And Foot cool. is uh, former members of Move and Holy Ghost, just old friends of ours that we've made music with. And we're actually collaborating on an album with them at the, at the moment as well. Oh my God, that's exciting. Is that going to be done at your studio or are you guys going somewhere else for that? Uh, we've already done most of it at the home studio <gasps> in the month God. of January, which was really fun to just camp out with uh, our friends and set up stuff. And, you know, it, it was about half songs that we had all written beforehand and half stuff that we just made up in the moment. So, oh my gosh, that is so exciting. Well, everybody needs to stay tuned. And since they have to stay tuned because we have to wrap up our show, maybe you can let them know how they can stay connected to you and, and reach out when all of this new music and all your awesome shows are happening. So uh, if they want to check out The Moon and You, uh, themoonandyou.com is where it's at. And uh, we also have a Facebook page. And then I have a personal uh, Facebook page that is just uh, facebook.com. I'm actually not going to read it because it's a bunch of numbers. But if you type in Ryan <laughs> to Facebook, they should find <laughs> the guy you. where the guitar. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being here and for just being willing to be vulnerable about your experience as a creative. I know we don't always see exactly what we're doing from the outside. So thank you for letting me just pick your brain a little today. Thank you for uh, inviting me and for your very fresh perspective on what I'm doing. <laughs> it's oh. nice to hear. No problem, Ryan. And as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Hackerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you might have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.